Welcome. This is the Art Grind Podcast. This is a podcast run by artists for artists where we talk about what it means to be one. My name's Sophia Kayafis. I'm Marshall Jones. And we're here with our producer, Tun Miai. We're three artists that live and work in New York City. And this is being recorded on the fly in between our many jobs and creative endeavors. We use this podcast to ground us in a space where there are so many ways to, to lose yourself. So join us. We have real conversations with artists we admire on the Art Grind. Hey there, Art Grind listeners. It's so nice to have you back again. I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you are not getting COVID. And I hope that you're making art. On this week's episode of Art Grind, Marshall and I actually interviewed together. We spoke to Ray Klein. We actually found her work on Instagram. And we figured, hey, why not? Let's pick her brain. Let's see what she's got to say. She seems like she's got a lot of momentum there on that platform. And she did. She actually opened up to us a lot about Instagram. But even better, we got to talk about the symbolism. We got to talk about the process. We got to talk about, you know, the meaning of these things and how it's ever, ever elusive. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. It's it's short and sweet. Uh, I introduce you to Ray Klein. Yeah, this is like my second time being on Zoom, so it's like... Are you what? serious? Yeah. You are so lucky. Oh my God. We spend our lives on this damn platform now. I don't want to be here. Do you want to know what? Person. The day I delete my Zoom app, I will feel tremendous amount of freedom. Yeah. And I can't wait. And that's the official, like, it's over. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. We're past it. Is when <laughs> Uh, I'm from West Virginia, but I live in okay. New York now. We're, you're from Michigan, right? Yeah, I live in Michigan. What's Michigan like? Michigan, it's cold. Um, and I don't know, it's pretty green and wet. So I don't mind it. I live a bit southeast of Lansing. I kind of live between Lansing and Detroit and kind of like... Okay. A, yeah. I live in like a really small town right now, so... <laughs> Oh, that's fun. What yeah. do, what do uh, the the people in your town think about your paintings? Um, you know what? I don't really, I just moved here like uh, two years ago and I haven't really shown anybody. Well, no, my neighbors, they'll like come visit because I work in the garage in the summer and they're like, oh, uh, I heard, you know, you're a painter. Show me your paintings. And then so I'm like, oh, yeah, come on in. And then they're like, and then they look around. And they're like, oh, um, all right. Well, <laughs> I got to I got to go take the cake out of the oven. <laughs> oh, really? That's how yeah. it goes. Interesting. Um, I, I get that. I yeah. Get that. They're, they're like um, a little more like older like small town people so <laughs> they they were I think expecting more like landscape like water scenes and stuff but not like crying dogs and <laughs> stuff like that but that's okay but yeah. that's interesting what yeah. is your what does your uh, family think about them um you know uh <laughs> they I've they think they're interesting. That's about the only comments I get. Because uh, I'm from a small town on the other side of the state. So it's kind of like I'm in the same area, just like the same kind of climate, but just like a f- 
two hours away so it's kind of just the same thing with my parents they're like oh that's very interesting and then they go we're proud of you so you know whatever <laughs> so at least oh they- so they're proud of you though that's good yeah, are, are they yeah. worried about you like but how are they gonna make a living off this, this uh, stuff, you, know, you know they dropped that thankfully okay. it used to be like that but um they're accepting now and kind of realizing well she seems to be figuring it out so that's good yeah what does that mean you graduated with a degree in painting from the university of michigan that was in 2017 at the end of 2017 um and then i went back home i had a job at a gallery um in saugatuck so I went back home and worked for a bit and then was doing painting on the side. And then like, yeah, a year and a half ago, I decided to go full-time painting and I've, I moved over here with my boyfriend. So it was like a fresh start. So was there like a bit of financial risk to that decision? Oh, oh yeah. Um, but I had tested it out a little bit because the gallery is closed in the winter because it's like a tourist town. So they're really slow in the winter. And um, the year before I moved, I thought, well, instead of getting another job for the winter, I'm going to see if I can like make a living off of the paintings I'm doing. Um, And I got by, so it was good. It was like a nice, like safe little test period where I could decide if, you know, I could make it work. And I mean, I was totally prepared moving out here to get another job if I had to. So, um, but so far so good. Um, this year it is better than last year. Last year was, um, hard to predict because it would like start and stop, start and stop. But I've figured out a pretty decent way to like make it consistent for now so yeah that's great so you're yeah. basically making a living selling your paintings yeah it's, it's a dream exciting. baby yeah <laughs> i love it i'm having a great time <laughs> yeah and do you make a lot of your sales on instagram yeah um so i worked really hard building up my own clientele and everything and i'm really into like marketing and stuff so mm-hmm that's good. Cause it goes like hand in hand. Um, so yeah, I sell a lot of paintings off my website and, um, this year is like my first year where I have, I'm like book salad with shows. So I'm going to, I'll see how that goes. So wow. congratulations. Wow. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you want to plug any of your shows right now? I mean, yeah. Great. Um, I have one opening on February 5th at Arch Enemy Arts in Philadelphia. It's like a mini show, um, which is really exciting. Um, so I've got six pieces for that, six new pieces. And then later in the year, I have one at the Valley and that's in Taos, New Mexico. I love New Mexico. Um, yeah. And then I have a group show in Italy which is really cool. I mean, that'll be my first overseas um, thing where I'm sending work to be shown. So that's really exciting. Uh, And that's at Anorama Gallery. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) 
So you're you're sort of like uh, living the dream here. This is what everybody oh. wants. <laughs> you said, uh, uh, again, living uh, the shucks. Dream. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you attribute that to? Is it your your painting solely, or your marketing skills, or the the image you make? What do you what? Do, how do you account for that? Well, I I do a lot of paintings. I feel like, um, and then. I, yeah, I really do enjoy like figuring out stuff on social media, like how to get work shared. I'm really into um, figuring that out. I like to um, experiment with that. And that's helped huge, like making little changes and then like seeing how it affects um, sales and what what do you mean making stuff. little change? I know nothing about social media. What do you mean uh, making <laughs> little changes? Well, just like the way that the work is presented or like the language that you use when talking about your work um, on social media. Um, so stuff like that. Um, I actually took a class from Dina. She was running like an Instagram marketing class that was really helpful I took that last year that could be a plug for Dina's business too yeah (laughs) she's she's the other uh host on this show I don't know if you do that yeah that's great that was really helpful I recommend it (laughs) a reading endorsement and get to be a professional artist (laughs) (laughs) proof is in the pudding that's good that's cool yeah Marshall and I were talking about social media. Uh, well, we have an ongoing conversation with Instagram. It's kind of like iTunes for music. It's like Instagram is for for paintings, yeah, and everything else. But yeah. <laughs> it has the potential to be a, a, a real living gallery. Exactly, Marshall. What were you saying? I think it's like. Do you feel that it's good to be good at Instagram in the way that like? I'm sure, is it confining to the images you ultimately paint? Is it a distraction or is it a, a net gain? How do, you, how do you feel about that? Uh, it's, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. I'm, I'm only, I just turned 26 yesterday, actually. But Happy so, birthday. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but so, I mean, I guess, I mean, I've just entered the career and everything. and. So like the really the only thing I could do was um, promote myself on Instagram, you know, Um, I mean, I could approach galleries and stuff, but that wasn't really going that well for me when I started. Um, So I just figured, well, I'm, I'm just going to promote myself on Instagram and see what happens. And then it was kind of like, I felt like galleries eventually saw that I could maybe people were interested in my paintings. So uh, I think that helped me a lot um, to kind of prove that, I guess, well, maybe my work is attracting buyers and people that are interested. So, but at the same time, it's hard to tell, like, you know, I don't want to just be making work that will appeal to people on Instagram. So I'm definitely trying to like, you know, it's important to like spread, uh, spread my images around a little bit, you know, like, I don't think it would be a very good idea 
to try to survive solely off of making work and selling it online um because you never know like what instagram could like shut down tomorrow so i mean you it's good to like diversify i guess right i i have a i would think about the image i make it well first off i really like your imagery and i was shocked that you were 26 it feels like it's it feels like it's made by someone <laughs> who's who's a little more uh, mature than I usually think of a 26-year-old. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. So I think I, I, this is not, this is a broader conversation than just your work specific, but do you feel confined by now an audience with certain demands? And like, do you ever think, gosh, I kind of want to paint a car today, but my audience wouldn't want to see a car. Do you, do you have those thoughts? You know what? No. Um, I think, I think every artist maybe feels that way. Like even like working, sending work to a gallery, I, it's kind of like, well, would they want me to, uh, be jumping all over the place? Probably not. But, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like the audience on Instagram, at least for me, I personally feel like I jump around a little bit and I'm always surprised by how people react when I do something that to me feels like it doesn't fit in with what I'm doing. Um, I'm always surprised by how open they are to like me trying new things. And um, sometimes I only do like three paintings that are related to each other. And then I'm like on to the next thing. And no one really seems to be like, well, I wish you would still be doing the work you were doing last year stuff like that they can just mm-hmm. you know unfollow and then someone new will come <laughs> you well, know it's kind of amazing because it's like you you become your own gallery yeah you become your own pr you become your own you know middleman you and there is yeah. no man you you keep all the profit and you yeah. keep those connections and 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 your work spreads in like a, a human to human way yeah yeah you know, the internet but it's still more tangible than it is i would think in a in a gallery where the gallerists don't even want you to know who bought i know i'm still like it's just weird to send a painting off and they're like all right well here's a check and it's like well but, but i don't i didn't get to talk to the person <laughs> you feel like you get to cultivate relationships with your buyers yeah um it's like i've made all kinds of friends and then i can they'll be like, can you tell me about this, this, and this? And then I'm like, yeah. And I can send them close-up shots and everything. And, you know, they send me a picture where they hung it up and it's like, oh, this is so cool. And like, some people don't, don't want to do that and that's fine. But, um, and I think a gallery is, you know, perfect. Like if you, if you don't want to be handling shipping and like all that stuff, which is a real pain, but (laughs) But it is it is strange to like not hear from people that bought my work. So yeah. <laughs> so I have a question. Yeah. I have my own thoughts on on your work looking at it, but I, I wanna know how you would describe it. Say like to the person who went into your garage 
and 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 didn't know what to say about it how would you how would you describe that what what are your motivations um i like to paint the moment where it feels like something has gone wrong or like that feeling like that gut feeling of like oh my gosh like the the vibe has changed and i need to figure out what's going on I'm trying to like describe what that feels like. And uh, I don't, I'm not sure why I'm so drawn to that specific feeling yet, but um, yeah. Hmm. Would you say it's like the moment before you've lost some kind of inner balance? Yeah. Or like you, it's like maybe you see something out of the corner of your eye and you just like keep thinking about it and you're like looking around for like other signs of like whether or not you're safe or if you should like be on guard or like maybe the like tipping point of when you realize, you know, like the oh shit moment, I guess. <laughs> do, you, so, do you have one of those moments that you remember that would be like relevant? not particularly um I'm not particularly like an anxious person but I would say that my paintings are pretty anxious maybe I I let it out that way maybe it's like my outlet when I'm looking at this and listening to you guys talk about this wait I feel like this is the work is about premonition like these premonition moments, like it, they're almost kind of icons of warning. Yeah. Careful. Beyond this point, there will be trouble. Nice. I like that. <laughs> Maybe I'll add that to my artist statement. <laughs> hey, hey, this this podcast is helping you out. Do you think <laughs> yeah. you Sophie is writing your artist statement? Yeah. <laughs> You owe us, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, the symbolism is so poignant. When I look through your work, I mean, I love iconography. I grew up in an Orthodox church. You go to the church, you look at the icons. The icons mm-hmm. are a window into heaven. It's a window yeah. to the truth. It's, a, it's an invitation into these thoughts, you can just lose yourself and, and kind of meditate on these things. And they have this very clear shape and outline, mm-hmm. you know, it has yeah. an illustrative feeling to it, but there, it makes them that much more concrete. Mm-hmm. You know, this happened, this is real. And yeah. I don't know, does that, does that spark any thoughts no. in you saying that? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I'm kind of like, I'm not like really religious or anything, but I like, like biblical reference or like mythical references in like music or whatever. Um, so I could definitely see it like being present in my work. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really interested in that stuff. And I think it's like, it's like ancient and kind of beautiful, like how these stories are like carried for hundreds of years and I think that's really interesting of like, and it's just like this symbol 
for like humanity, I guess. So yeah, because the symbol stays the same, and yeah. the meaning changes and adapts throughout time. Yeah. Do you feel like the symbols that you have today you'll keep when you're fifty? You think you'll still be painting the black dog with wings? And will yeah. Something different to you? Maybe I don't know. I I always I because now I'm like painting people with like only eyes like standing out in the field or like I love painting dogs and horses um because like those are ancient like friends of humans so I don't know they're like like dogs are like they'll warn you it's like they'll warn you when something's wrong or like horses are like like have been used forever as like helpers to people so um I'm really interested in that but uh so those are like salad go-tos for me um but yeah I think I'm I've really I'm really like trying to boil it down so I think that those are some good go-tos that I can use regularly I used to think that for a painting to be complex it had to have a lot going on or like a lot of like detail or whatever but now I'm like trying to figure out okay well how can how can I say this without like saying a lot of words you know what I mean how can I be as direct as possible Mm. um so I'm really interested in in that as well so um it's like how can can I paint this and say what I mean using one figure um, and only a few colors and try to be really direct about it. Um, and usually I just pass on it if I have to spend a lot of time like planning or, uh, stuff like that. If it takes too long, I feel like I've lost what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? That definitely resonates with me when I'm looking at the work. It it feels like the spirit world, your faith in this space. I feel that you really believe in this realm. Oh, good. Would you consider it spiritual or? Yeah, I like to be honest in my work. So I, yeah, I think it is spiritual. I think it's like looking for guidance or like having a good way to tell if, you know, something's right or wrong. I think that's a constant human theme of not really knowing what what would you say are your motivations for working in in paint like dedicating time to this thing what what are the motivations behind it what are the rewards to it oh geez (laughs) um i like to have something that I can like stand back and like I really like completing like 10 paintings and being able to like stand back at look and look at them and like seeing how they work together um and after that I'm kind of like all right it's time to get these out of here hey folks it's me Sophia I am just here reminding you that we need you to help float the boat So click those links underneath the podcast app uh, to donate. And if you'd rather do it on the computer, 
It's very easy. Just go to artgrindpodcast.com, scroll down the page until you find the yellow donate button. Just click that and follow the prompts. I mean, even if you just donated $1, that would make a big difference. That would be better than no dollars, right? <laughs> All right, let's get back into our interview with Ms. Ray Klein. So you were saying you make 10 paintings and you stand back. Yeah. I stand back and I go, wow, I did all this. <laughs> and then it kind of, and then it wears off. And then it's like, well, I think I could probably do it better because now I think about it, these aren't as good as I thought. So, and it's just like never ending. Like, I feel like I, I haven't made my best painting yet. So it's kind of like chasing what it would feel like to paint a painting and want to hang it in my house and say, this is my best painting and I can't top it. (laughs) And I haven't had that yet ever. So it's, I don't know. But you, you you do get a sense of pride when you look at that, like for even momentary, you do feel. Yeah. Briefly. (laughs) How it's great though. How long do you guys like, keep that like are you proud for like months like (laughs) I'm still proud of a painting I did years ago good good yeah still great I I (laughs) like I I feel like I'm a little I'm a little colder I don't it doesn't I don't have many uh I guess the good news is I'm never disappointed in myself, but I'm never particularly proud either. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's reasonably emotionless what I do. <laughs> yeah. I maybe have like three paintings. But, I mean, I've done more than three paintings. I've done yeah. hundreds of paintings in the past few years. But yeah, I'm looking at one right now. I'm, I'm looking at this painting I did last year. It took me two years to paint. Wow. On and off. It's not like I was painting on it the whole time. I was just, it was like, had a time capsule moment where I was looking at it without looking at it. Just kind of working on it. And then I ended up finishing it one day. And I was like, this, this is it. And it solidified Mm. so many things in my life that I needed to accept and that I wanted to be real. I had to make this aspect of my life more real. And I guess that's why it still resonates with me because it'll never be less real wow. than it was then. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. I cool. can, yeah, I can see on your face when you're looking at it. Like, like a marker, a marker yeah. of something that I made it through, I guess. Awesome. Mm. Good. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how, how long does it take you to make a painting, Ray? You know what? The ideal painting only takes two hours. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think that my best ones uh, took less than a day. I feel like if I don't have to revisit it, then it's a good painting. But ones that need to be revisited the next day to me, might I might not have... S- you know, said it correctly. You know what I mean? Um, so I try to, I try to get them done 
pretty as fast as I can. <laughs> you've got it. You've got it figured out, man. You got an audience, <laughs> two hour paintings. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a good? painting I know you did that took longer than two hours and it's still one of my favorites. I don't know if you can recall it. I'm going to try to paint the picture for you. It's a dog. Its mouth is snarling and he has a golden mouth. It's glowing. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if there's a hand touching it, but yeah, it's really powerful. It's still one of my favorites. Thank you. Yeah. That one actually did take, that one took uh, maybe two or three months. Um, I used to work in like a lot of layers at that time. Hmm. So um, I, I had to uh, revisit it many days, but (laughs) yeah, it was good. There's, I didn't have a lot of paintings that survived like all of those layers. Like I'd, I'd mess it up, but that one made it through. So yeah, I am proud of that one. Good. I'm glad. You like it. <laughs> What's it mean if you mess it up? It gets in the, it goes in the trash or what happens? What, yeah. what the image if you mess it up? I, um, I erase a lot of paintings. So if they're still wet, I just pour a bunch of terps on it and, erase it um I like to uh film that and put it up on my Instagram because people will be like oh my god no (laughs) I think it's so satisfying (laughs) uh but like ones like that like older ones I would just sand sand the painting off because it'd be dry and reuse the panel you work in egg tempera right um I used to I used to um use a lot of egg tempera but it's been a while uh it's been it's been a year but I I should try it again so you've shifted to oil now yep um egg tempera yeah like I said I try to do a painting really fast so an egg tempera is like really tedious it's not like brush strokes it's like little teeny tiny like hairs of paint that you apply and you build it up. So um, it wasn't really jiving with what I was trying to do. So I, I've kind of dropped it, but hmm. yeah. But the drawing is still the same, right? You still have to have a good drawing. Mm-hmm. You embrace that. What does that mean to you to, to, to have a good drawing? Um, I like to, I think if it fits, I like to have it fit really nicely into the uh the panel I guess like so I guess composition is important to me um a lot of my paintings recently I don't really use a reference image and kind of I guess my choice of horses and dogs are partly because I can draw those without really looking mm. um so that's nice that helps and um so yeah, it and it's easy. I I usually just draw right on the panel instead of like doing a transfer or something. Um so I I don't know, just kind of looking at it if I can kind of tell if it's right or not and then mess around with it a bit and after would, go ahead. I w- I would like to uh get into that a little bit more. Um what, why are you leaving reference? What do you, what do you feel like you gain from leaving reference? 
Um, I guess it's more, I like to have a little more control over the subject, like the expression that they're having. So I guess it gives them more of a human expression. Mm. Uh, like, especially if I'm painting an animal, I mean, if you look up like a picture of a dog or take a picture of a dog or whatever, you know, they've got kind of their own dog expression, I guess. Um, mm. But if you're trying to recall a dog, I think you give it more human elements. Um, I still use a lot of reference for like my figurative stuff because uh, the human face is like so complex that it's hard it's hard for me to like convey one properly just without using any reference maybe someday I'll get there I think that'd be like the ultimate like thing for me Hmm. but yeah I love that Hmm. yeah (laughs) so back to Sophia's quote because I kind of like interrupted you inadvertently when do you know a drawing is is good enough to paint on like what what internally is telling you that um that's a good question um i think it's more like the form of it um really all that for me the drawing has to be is like have the eye in the right position um, I like to have an eye most of the time in the center. And then um, I like to have just one form lately. Um, I don't spend a whole lot of time like on the actual drawing part of it. Um, I, I just try to get painting ASAP um, without mm. messing around on the drawing too much because uh, I I don't know. I don't really... I'm not very good at drawing, I guess, in conveying what the important part through the drawing. I think that comes with the painting for me. So Mm. I just try to move on from that as quickly as possible before I get frustrated. (laughs) I mean, I'm looking at your work. I'm scanning through it up and down, pausing here and there. And it's like, you have the facility to really draw. You can draw and you can paint form and light. Like you get the alphabet, you know how to read and write very well in terms of like these technical elements. Yeah. But it's like, it's the fact that you are so confident that you can switch. You can say, I'm going to draw with a paint mm-hmm. or I'm going to um, draw like a painter right now. Or I'm going to draw mm-hmm. like a draftsman. I'm going to paint like a painter right now. Or I'm going to paint like a draftsman. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, you know, actually, I I talk about this a lot because people will kind of bring it up. I always say, like, when you're learning to paint, you have to, like, spend a lot of time on technique. And, like, you have to learn how to draw. Like, even if you're not going to be, like, a super realistic painter, it's, like, like learning a language you can't expect to like write a poem in a different language if you don't know like the words and like the structure you know what I mean like um so I guess if you don't have the tools in your toolbox you can't really get it across you know so I think it's really important for everybody 
I feel like the interesting aspect of that for me, though, would be that in the the moments of the crossover mm-hmm. between where you've swapped, okay, I was drawing with the brush. Now it's gonna it's gonna float here. It's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna be something that was more matte, more rich in color. I'm gonna glaze it across the surface. It's gonna become more um, watery, more fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, that freedom, I feel like, in so many ways, kind of crystallizes your aesthetic at the moment anyway that they they can kind of permutate they go into each other and they they are friends so I can feel the drawing of the snarling lip of the dog but I can also feel the fluidity of that orange blending and losing itself in the in the line as well yeah it it takes like I always thought um like looking at paintings like that before I tried them that um the sort of more textural like abstracted parts of paintings like maybe I thought it would be easier than it is but I spend like a long time like finagling with like what parts should be transparent what should be like uh smoothed out what should be um you know like blended or like just left um because it's like so minute but it changes the whole vibe of the painting so I spend a crazy amount of time messing around with like textures and stuff like that just to like get it look right because like you can step back and you thought it was going well and it's like oh no this figure it like looks like an alien because just because of like the way the transparencies are whatever and it's uh, I'm still still learning about that but it's like really fun to figure all that out I'm loving the richness the opacities the, the playfulness that glow that comes from different parts of the images I feel like it really activates it for me Thank you. Yeah, I I like messing around with like glow and getting trying to get stuff to glow and uh like shine like all that especially lately. Like I love doing like the wet parts of eyes and like um little tears. I like try to make them be like glowing like backlit. <laughs> it's just like uh, it makes me so mm. excited. It's <laughs> great. Yeah. your work is very compelling like i i'm i'm interested in it because i don't really know why exactly i like it like there's i think we've had a few artists on the show that that walk this line and we were talking to uh an art critic ken johnson and he was saying he looks for work that has like surprises to it and and he would say basically solely it's just like a surprise I don't even think that means something that hasn't been done before but maybe just whatever that is and then um thinking about that painter Sam Adequay another one we interviewed was talking about like unseen beauty in paintings like it's not necessarily the dog that you're painting or the or the painter at the moment, there's something kind of that comes that's unseen and unspoken. Um, 
And I guess my question is along the lines that I feel like your work has some intangible quality that I can't quite put my finger on, be it a surprise or an unseen beauty that draws me to it. Do you, do you have any, any clues for me as to what, what I'm looking at, what you're going for? You know, <laughs> I think part of why I like to do it is that I can't put my finger on it either. And I guess that's part of my journey is figuring out um, what the deal is. <laughs> uh, so I guess part of me is I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I know that's not what I'm supposed to say because I, I guess I'm supposed to have it figured out, but no. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that. I love your answer. Keep going. <laughs> good good um yeah I really struggled like in school with like coming up with an artist statement because I didn't I didn't know yet and it took a long time to like find the language of like this is you know well here's where I can begin I think it's about like you know that whole uh on the brink of safety and fear but beyond that I don't I'm still trying to figure out what that means I guess so so yeah <laughs> still, no. I'm still learning that language I think There's some I think that's the exact perfect answer it feels like you're oh, good. on a journey and and searching and maybe yeah. it's in the search in general yeah. And uh, in a way, I wouldn't want you to ever find it because it feels like your your journey is half the thing. I think that would be like finally the time where I can stand back and be proud of a painting for 10 years. I think that'll be the one where I figure that out. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> but, then, but then you die. Then it's over. <laughs> yeah. Then it'll be over. I, don't, I wouldn't know what to do after that. I don't know. That's Maybe... Right. Be a sculptor. <laughs> like, to so that, that's a totally, total new mystery. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. what what are you guys looking for when you uh, look at artwork? What's it? What makes work interesting to you? I think she just took our bonus question and flipped it on us. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> That was one of our last, our last questions is always what makes a great painting. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm almost, I've studied this stuff so long and think about it constantly. And I, I, I'm, I've sort of reversed that whole journey. It, it's to me, I feel like it's a surprise. It's something that I can't quite define. Yeah. And and I think there are a few painters who do that, that I think about them constantly because there's a riddle involved and it's, it's not following any rules or following a school or putting the right color in the right spot. There's something a little more untangible that feels like it was a reason for that person to paint. And, mm -hmm. I, and, and that's what works for me. Yeah, like I totally agree with what Marshall's saying. The reason they stick is that surprise that that unique surprise that that painting had to be painted that way and by that person by that person 
and you just know it when you see it, you feel it. And yeah, I think for me, what makes a great painting, it talks about what it means to be a human being in such yeah. a way that's so true that it continues to be true for everyone. That yes. And like for as long of a time as possible, you know, like mm. some, I think some paintings like lose their relatability as they age, you know, like, yes. but some, some paintings have stayed relevant for hundreds and hundreds of years just mm-hmm. because that artist got to the core of it. Mm-hmm. I think if you're just skimming the surface, you're, the painting won't stay relevant to very many people yeah. or for a very long time. Yeah. I love that. Got to the core. It's a nice way of saying it. Yeah. An invitation. It's an invitation to the truth by beautiful means. Yeah. Well, it's a reason to use paint rather than words. Like it has to Mm. hit something reasonably undefinable or else words would suffice. And this is an image, you know? Mm. My um, professor uh at eastern he would ask he would be like why is this a painting you know it it had to be i think he wanted you to make work that couldn't be that wouldn't make sense if it was in any other medium Mm. i think he wanted it to um painting was the only appropriate way to say what you're trying to say so So, yeah that just came to me (laughs) i just remembered that that's great. I feel like your I feel like your work does that. Like they they wouldn't be compelling photographs to me, you know? Mm-hmm. They're yeah. they're definitely a reason to paint for sure. Thank you mm-hmm. so much, Ray. Thanks so much for talking with us. Oh, thank <laughs> you for having me. Gosh, yeah, this is like, great, Ray. What an honor. I can't believe it. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> conversation and I think we we all learned something tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, awesome. it was really nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you guys too. Well, we're just wrapping it up here, but I wanted to leave you guys with some comments that Marshall and I had after the interview. It was kind of interesting. I feel like we said some great stuff, so I'm putting it in. I was telling Marshall at the beginning, I when I found out that Ray was a woman, I saw her paintings completely different. And maybe you guys will experience that as well. I experienced her gender biases, but um, it was really great talking to her, really refreshing. Um, she's so open. She's so open. She's she's young, but she knows she trusts herself. You know, that's something that people struggle with trying to find their whole lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see a young person on on who really found their place and... I hope she continues to trust herself over the market and all that stuff. Cause I know it's, there's access to someone her age with social media and also some real limitations to it. So she said on the brink of safety and fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in so many ways, it's like such a meta statement because that is the artist's life, right? That is I know, right? the process. That is what it means to, to put a mark down, just one mark on the brink of safety and fear. Like, I know exactly what that feels like. Yeah, exactly. And, and like you said, meta for your life too. Like, 
I don't know, it kind of makes me want to move to Michigan or something. And Her imagery is better than a lot of what's on Instagram. And she's found a way to really make it work. Her whole life is ahead of her. She could, she could do whatever she wants to with her access at 25, with that account that's sustaining her mm. and growing. It's like she can mature in all kinds of ways that people who get locked into academia or, um, you know, survival jobs and stuff won't be able to. Mm. Mm-hmm. I wish her the best. Yeah, check her out, guys, and take care. Keep wearing your masks and call your loved ones. That's right, yeah. So, listeners, if you're feeling like an art grinder and you want to celebrate your community, really, don't be bashful. Donate to the Art Grind podcast, okay? I love doing this podcast. I freaking love it. Ton loves it. Marsha loves it. Dina loves it. We can't resist ourselves and we just keep coming back to it even though we make zero dollars from doing this so just think about that 